Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. Oh, and away we go. Cut it or just just record it all? Well, I suppose we could, but I mean, we really should be careful of what we say on here. You never know who is going to be listening to this. Oh, please. Nobody listens to this. I know we have at least five people. <laughs> here we go. Elder Facto is going to talk. Okay. Shh. Hello again, and welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, a.k.a. the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David Ward. Looking around the green room today, I see. Oh, I see. Well, we have Fruit Punch and we have Berry Blast. <laughs> Hi, my name's Robert Yeoman, and I hand out the Hawaiian punch jokes. Brian Burchett Ross. <laughs> and what jokes do you hand out? <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I'm Ron Roberts. Hi. <laughs> He's our glue. He's our glue. Uh, <laughs> means I'm a horse. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Um, <laughs> and welcome once again, folks. We hope hope you are enjoying the podcast as much as we apparently are. <laughs> um, and no, we only have caffeine prior to these uh, yeah. these recording <laughs> sessions. Thank you, Brian, for, for, for providing that. You're welcome. Um, as in, he brings the coffee. It's the Beebs brew. Yep. Don't no advertisements for people who aren't sponsoring us. <laughs> I apologize. Say hey, generic, generic coffee. <laughs> Don't need him to get a cent. Um, so welcome once again. And today we thought we'd talk a little something a little different because um, I've Ooh. heard had some um, requests. Believe it or not, uh, for talking a little more about some of the techniques that we use when we're performing on stage. So wanted to see if we could talk about the techniques of comedic acting. Um, and, and not just acting. We all know the basic skills of acting, and um, it was interesting. I was listening to another podcast. Yes, I sometimes listen to other podcasts. Um, I want and a it divorce. was with uh, M- Emmett Walsh, the uh, eminent character actor who's been in 118 movies, I guess, now. Mm, um, but he talked about his personal theory is that acting is 75% skill, things that you can learn, but it's that 25% that makes the difference between a good and a bad actor. Um, so using that method thinking, um, I think he's, he's right. There are certain comedic skills that you can learn to make your performances funny, mm-hmm. depending upon the type of show it really is. Because sometimes, of course, it's not appropriate. You know, if you're doing slapstick farce, um, we aren't or the other way around. If you're doing a, a, a talking comedy, you maybe don't need to do your farcical falls. Right. Um, but or the spit takes and, and all those things, but I don't know where I'm going. So, <laughs> but I'm bummed. Was that funny? No, um, <laughs> that, was, that was a joke, folks. <laughs> and, and so some people are better at acting. Please laugh. Than, that was a joke. Than, than writing it. It's but anyway, a small audience, everybody grouped together. They worked really hard on this. <laughs> but, but but not I, the cast they wanted. Yes. <laughs> it's the cast. Yes, they, they deserved. <laughs> Um, but with that, there are certain techniques that you use to, to punch up even comedic actors. And frankly, I'm in a room with some guys who have uh, done their fair share of comedies, and I would say quite successfully. Oh, oh look at that. That's Thank nice. You. Isn't that nice? Isn't it? Yeah. I'll go get the tomatoes. Although the sad thing is he's directed us all in dramas. <laughs> I oh, have. slam, you have. That was a joke. <laughs> Insightful, though. 
I was going to say he directed me in a couple of comedies. Oh, well. Way back. Way back. Uh, way back. Bullshot and uh, Don't Drink the Water. Yep. You did Bullshot? <laughs> did the first one. You were in it. <laughs> Bob, it was you and me. It was the first time we met. I was. I know, but I really te- thought it was Nancy. No, technically, I was the assistant director to he, Chuck. He was the assistant uh, director. Chuck was. Yeah. Chuck was oh, training. Chuck, yeah. Chuck okay. was training All right. Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're absolutely I thought you right. forgot I was in it. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't forget. Um, Which is... Uh, happens to me all the time. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I would know you from. Bullshit. Bullshot. It's a bullshit. It's a bullshot. It's bullshot. Ah. Yeah. No one knows that show. <laughs> well, and we've done it a couple times. <laughs> Actually, no, we haven't done it a couple no, times. No, only done it uh, Spotlight, once. not Spotlight Studios today, but uh, Spotlight Dinner Theater did it once. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Bullshot, actually. Did you? Yeah. Now, I also directed it once, and uh, the person who, um, one of my actors was uh, in a horrible car accident and uh, oh. two weeks before the show. I know. <laughs> that, that's, that part's not supposed to be funny. But uh, I ended up playing um, uh, Otto. Otto. So I've actually played Bullshot and Otto. Yeah. Which is the hero and the villain of the piece. Yeah. Um, this reminds me back to our last episode when we talked about nudity and, and violence and all that. Oh, my God. That was a while ago. I will say oh in the production gosh. I did, we did the Jim uh, Short joke as written. It's been a while. I don't... Because uh, we use just There's padding. a scene where Jim... Well, but remember, you had a big belly. No. Yeah. They padded They padded it, didn't they? No, you had... Some, I remember I, you with the. I remember you with the basketball. Was that just when we did it at the, the Catholic uh, Recreation Center or whatever? The only time I did it, we did it at um, the Holiday Inn. Right. And I'm almost. I would say ninety-seven percent positive that they padded those shorts because I, I'm almost positive because I was uncomfortable up until opening night when people were laughing, and then I started just. Okay. Running with it. For some reason, I remembered it, that uh, the director had trouble with this joke, which is uh, um, basically that when Bullshot gets into his gym clothes, it's quite obvious that he is extremely well gifted um, to the point of it should be a basketball stuffed in the shorts. Um, oh. But but my memory was that he didn't like it. The director was concerned about that, so he put the best, he just made you have a big gut. Mm-hmm. But no. that's not my, so my memory is incorrect. So never mind, folks. You mean for once my memory is right? <laughs> well, we didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't go that far. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is a flashback to last episode anyway. Yeah, it is. So if you haven't, uh, go back and listen to that one. Promptly forget everything that you've seen. Look <laughs> around um, the eyes. But comic, comic. So, but that, that is the thing. There's some comedic actions that are determined by the director, a lot that are determined by the actor, or the director and, of course, the actor work together. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't give any good examples of this, and maybe it's impossible to do on a podcast where we only have voice to work with. Mm. For example, spit takes. (laughs) The classic. How many people even know what a spit take is? Of course, that's when you spit out water. (laughs) Um, You see it in the movies quite a bit. Uh, But but when it's done as an act of surprise, uh, astonishment, someone someone will spit the water out on stage that becomes a little more difficult because what happens when you spit out water lands on the stage it lands on the stage somewhere and not if you really don't up. like your director um so what 
so one of the techniques that might be used, for example, is you do a spit take, but you do it into the potted plant that is next to you or into some cloth that may be sitting around um, on a couch or something. Oh. Uh, or if it's, or you just make the actors walk around the wet spot until, <laughs> so they don't slip and fall and, until such time as the stagehand can get out and clean it up in, in between scenes. Yeah. I did a, a, one show I did a spit take in and uh, up in Ipsy, and uh, I actually got to do this bit take right into the other actor's face i was gonna say yeah pre-covid absolutely yeah, yeah. pre-covid I, I can think a lot of germs that you can do. <laughs> that's, that's true that's along that way i mean I, I guess it wasn't really the face but it was you know the dress whatever she was at but yeah that was how we solved that we just they said how we do this right are you gonna balls. do a spit take i was just spit take right on her i drank, was drinking my wine but it was water and um you know that moment came up and Mm-hmm. People make too much of it, it at times. It's, it seems it's a spit take is just a quick and you're done. If you're then you're just milking it. Yeah. Yes. Spit take and should never be preceded by, okay, guys, one, <laughs> two, three, four. Yeah. A spit take in unison can be very funny, though. Oh, yes. In unison or even timed. Yep. Beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Counting down just kind of relieves the tension. Yes. <laughs> so that's spit takes. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, maybe this maybe this topic was just not a good one. I don't know. No, I think you're... No. no, listen, comedy... Like you said, we have all been in comedies, and I do believe you are correct, sir. I think the four of us are pretty darn good at comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just proved my point. Give examples. <laughs> um, it's important to understand your role in the comedy, whether it be slapstick, whether it be uh, you know, words, whether it be whatever it is, understand that it's usually a team effort. So there's usually a straight guy, straight man, and you know who sets up the jokes, and then there's the person who delivers the punchline. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing to know is that any laughs are good laughs. And just because they don't laugh at your line doesn't mean, okay, well, if they just laughed at Bob, now I've got to do something to make it make it even funnier. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. Right. Um, you need to fit right into that to that piece to where if you're the setup man, sometimes the straight guys, that's the funniest role in the show sometimes. So it's important to understand the dynamics of, of the comedy and where you fit into that. And it's not about trying to one-up each other on stage. Exactly. And just yes. for clarification, though Ron is saying man, he is using historical terms for these roles. <laughs> It is not gender specific. That Women, is correct. You, you know, it's the same rules apply. Very and sure. also, uh, every piece of comedy, most of it is the reaction that is the funniest bit, not the spit. It's spit take itself. Mm-hmm. It's the reaction of the people around the action. But the spit take is the reaction. In one sense, yes. In the other part, the physical, you get your then that person can stretch that laugh out mm-hmm. by their reaction. But you're right. The spit take is the reaction. The reaction to the reaction right. is the reaction. Well, I think that's something, too. To, to Ron's reaction. point, you have to understand your part. I think the directors also have to understand in a comedy when they're directing comedy that each of the jokes 
especially the physical humor, there there are beats to those. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's not just, oh, he falls down here. Mm-hmm. You need to choreograph that he's falling down. So I'm thinking specifically, for example, when Brian fell in the play called Noises Off, mm-hmm. he had to come down a flight of stairs. One, you had a couple concerns. One, the safety of the actor. Um, in this case, Brian, you know, can he fall down those stairs without killing himself each night? Oh, which, without which, which he obviously himself. did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, still um, here. You know, because but that takes work with the set designers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But again, there's a certain timing. He's got to fall at the right moment. He's got to land at the right moment, and then of course the rest of the cast has to respond at the right moment. You know, so there, there's if you don't do that all right, someone, for example, if they're still delivering his line and Brian falls early. You lose either the fall or the line, right? And in, and each beat has to have its own focus. Mm-hmm. Um, noises off. In fact, I think if you, if you want to see a good, well done, if you see a good, well done production of Noises Off, you are getting a lesson in in comedy techniques. Absolutely. There's a scene where the axe gets passed backstage, where someone is taking this axe and going to swing at another actor, and it gets grabbed out of the hands and goes up through 15 different people. It yeah. seems. That's how it seems. It's only four or five on stage, but it's that. That's kind of ah. Sorry, lights just turned on. Sorry, I felt like I was too much in my mother's basement suddenly, and I just I had to, I had to get out of that. That's fine, uh, but the I came into the light. <laughs> that was a joke. Shocking. <laughs> um, but but again, watch watch that, and I think the Carol Burnett uh, production with John Ritter. Which and uh, uh, Christopher Reeves and Christopher oh, Reeves and Mar- it was Mary Lou quite a Mary Lou Henry. It was a big yeah. It was an it was A-list class. I think the movie did not do as well as the stage play does. Oh no, no. Because when oh, you're talking about comedies, sometimes it takes a live audience. It yes. does. It really oh, does. Yes. It can just lie there on the page until you actually hear the people laughing. Then it's like okay, full throttle. Which is something we lose, I think, everyone watching movies at home, Um, at least those of us who are watching movies at home alone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In in the dark, (laughs) quietly. No popcorn, even. No. Pity party of one. (laughs) Pity party of one. I'm so sad for you. <laughs> but that's and that's my gig. I'm, gonna, I'm sending you a puppy. Oh, no, no. Put, <laughs> put holes in the box this time. <laughs> hey That was but, a joke. But again, <laughs> but you need that group experience um, to make mm-hmm. comedy really work. I mean, there's funny stuff. I've laughed out loud even when sitting at home alone mm-hmm. in the darkened room. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> helps if I'm not in my rocking chair. <laughs> All right, stop. I'm going to take a drink, and I don't want to turn it into a spit take. <sighs> look that way. Yeah, look that way. <laughs> um, but the, but, but it, it, the group, I, I just think comedies work better with, with an audience. And oh, I think, oh, definitely. And I'll be honest. I think the theater is the best place for a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and not, not a movie theater, but where the, because I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on stage, when everything's clicking... You literally feel that energy from the audience, and I think the audience can feel your energy, and it's a back and forth between the audience and you. Absolutely. And they're rooting for you. They right. want to have a great time. Mm-hmm. They want you to be great. I don't know. I typically go to a show thing, and I hope this sucks. <laughs> I want, I want to be, be bored me. to tears. That should be me up there. <laughs> it is up you up there. Why am I here and More not alone one. in my house? <laughs> <laughs> more, more than once, that's been me in the audience going, oh. 
<laughs> I could do so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I do think noise is off, though. You are right. I think noise is off. If if you want to see comedy done well and the production is done well, noise is off is one of the best comedies to see because it has comedy lines, delivery of lines, and the slapstick. It has it all. That really is a nice little complete package of a comedy. Yeah, well, One I think show. it was, a uh, shoot, Rupert Holmes, um, who I listened to in this other podcast, um, who made a comment that when you go to a show and the curtain opens and you see nine doors, you know you're in for a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I, I think Noises Off has at least nine doors. <laughs> at least. <laughs> and a couple and windows. windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people going through all over the place. And yeah. yeah. Ah, good, good times. Um, so spit takes, uh, timing... Um, sometimes it's a matter of uh, how to tell the joke and the timing of the joke and making sure, again, similar to the fall, that the cast understands the joke is here now. Don't try to upstage anybody, as, as Ron pointed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let, let, let the joke land where it's supposed to land. Fourth course, person in the back. You're not adding anything by, by throwing in a, an extra sneeze or a cough. Unless you've been directed to. Mm. Yeah. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was going to say Brian, but that was... It's like why, following why up the, at a Why go for the low-hanging low, low Oh, approach. that was wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment for some reason. Uh, uh, you, know, <laughs> you got to take what you can, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Unlike this show where we just talk over each other because that's fun, too. <laughs> I think he's being serious. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, there's the the uh, not only the spit take, but there's uh, the visual takes of just. I think a, a good comedian knows how to. You can milk the audience to a certain extent without uh, overdoing it. Mm-hmm. But you got to be really good at it. I tried desperately during. Um, the musical that I love, um, that we were all in. Spam and what? No, that we were in. An officer and a gentleman. <laughs> Cats. Wow. <laughs> no, um, obviously you're talking about funny way thing funny that thing happened. Thing the way the Thank you. <laughs> the, the, the show wow. I wasn't in. The one that you weren't in. I wasn't in either. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I forgot. You weren't in it. <clears throat> Not necessarily at the same time. The three of us were in at the same time. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum? Yes. <laughs> okay <laughs> we've <coughs> now we're going to show you how to do comedy badly uh, you were hysterium and you were the pimp no I had to leave because of my heart no no no, no that's when you were this is one we did with Jim Keck and, oh, and Holly and Alan oh yeah Pye, we nearly died yeah Brian okay. Welch and Karen whatever yeah uh, sorry Karen I can't remember your last name now. Um, not that you're listening I don't know. anyway uh she might be. Uh, one of the things that I that I remember doing in that show that the audience did truly enjoy is just the, the there's a certain comedy look that you can give the audience, and that's what I did with Hysterium every time because part of the sh- the show was I was trying to keep um, young hero away from Philia Philia, and of course every time I saw them together there was that. You know, I just purposely would turn to the audience and do that kind of thing. And the audience loved that. So 
use your face a lot. Yes, even even the people, even if one with your body, uh, yeah. because when you're on stage, unless you're in a very small house, there are people that are sitting a couple hundred feet away from you, maybe hundred yards or more. Yeah. Um, in fact, this was done the River Raisin Center for the Arts, which is a pretty large space. Um, mm-hmm. um, so the folks in the balcony, because I think they were seating in the balcony at the time, you know, they would have trouble seeing the actual facial expressions but and what you didn't see folks is how brian put his shoulders up and his hands out out you gotta say do that body action to show here's what my face is doing too yeah if the show calls for it don't be afraid to be broad yeah and And that's when you really should be listening to your director exclusively because there may be bits written into the script but it's it's got to be interpreted by the director so when they say, okay, this is the eye-rolling gag, mm-hmm. you know you know what it means. Well, a lot of younger actors don't know what that means because they've only seen television and movies with quick cuts and sure. stuff. There's a whole language that your director should be instructing mm-hmm. those who need the he- instruction mm-hmm. to be a character. Well, and, and especially today's movies, there's so much work close-up work on the face Mm -hmm. that i don't think you see the same body work so to speak that you had back in the old days of uh, martin and lewis no now i think Um, it's done by the soundtrack yeah the 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 music drives the character drives the comedy than it did before but but think think of the three stooges though yeah how much their comedy would have been lost if it was here's mo looking upset here's curly going (laughs) You know, it, it's you, yeah. know, you had to show the whole setup and what they were doing. Sure, um, movie we'll making has changed, and but to that point, with physical comedy, you can still go back to some of those old comedies oh, yeah. and and get a feel for how it might work on stage. Because back then, I may be wrong, but movies were presented more like a play is today. Mm-hmm. They were doing Very their vaudeville so. act. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now they can change it around so they have meet the Frankenstein monster or Hank. Abbott goes to Mars, but it's still the basically the same slapstick, punch him up, three stooges, vaudeville routine, Mm -hmm. just in a different context. Unless it was Joe DeRita, in which case people didn't seem to like him as third stooge, but there you go. Who? Joe DeRita, he was in there. After, After Curly died, they went through Shemp, Joe DeRita, and Joe Besser. Who was the one that was Little Joe who played it extremely flamboyant? I think that would have been Besser, the last one. I think yeah. Last one. yeah, he was the one I didn't In the mad, 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 mad world. Yeah. Standing there with the fire hose. That was somebody that. Sorry, that's. Lasting. Wrong power. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carol O'Connor is another person to really to go oh. look at Archie Bunker. Oh, yeah. one, one of the reasons I got into, into community theater was just watching Archie. And not only were his, his lines funny, but his facial expressions and everything. And I know that goes to how the camera works on TV, but the man could just sell it. Yeah. yeah. And it was amazing just to watch the expressions on his face as Gene Ta- Stapleton would be telling her stories and he would just give her that look. And it was oh, just, oh. Geez. But you know, yep. he, was, he was good enough that if he, they could have done that on a live stage yes. and his facial expressions would have sold on stage because he was, yep. he did it broad enough, even, yep. you know, and, and it fit the character. But, you know, those, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. 
So, oh, yeah, brilliant, man. Another oh. brilliant, if, uh, we're talking about actual techniques of the slow burn, or frankly, the double take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you can find Jack Benny somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. Now, Jack Benny was good enough that you could hear his slow takes on the radio. Yes. Um, yes. But, but it's that whole thing where it's like, well, um, uh, I'm uh, thinking Kelsey Grammer, about it. as Frazier, he he admits he does the same technique. Oh sure, yeah he he yeah he basically admitted once that yeah he he was such a he fan of Jack Benny he just but, yeah he. But ran that's with where it. your director has to know their thing, and I think that's the problem. There's so many the scripts don't really tell you when to do some of these little nuances. Mm-hmm. You and the director have to figure it out yourselves, mm-hmm. um, and there's usually a lot more in there. Then, then it's at face value, and you have to discover those. Mm. And things like that, that slow turn, the uh, slow burn, the quick double take, the short double take, the fast double take, the slow double take. You know, there's medium. Sometimes it's a triple take. Jackie Gleason was another one who could do the slow take. Oh, yeah. He could do that slow take really well, too. But sometimes what it calls for is the pacing of a play it goes so fast, 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 fast. That you need to do the slow take, frankly, not only to get the land, make the joke land, but to slow the pace down mm-hmm. so that the, you can build it back up again. Mm-hmm. Well, they also have their own time limit because everything now is at the one hour, one hour and 20 minutes for production for cable network and for television. Yeah. <laughs> they have a artificial time limit that's imposed to them by the, the networks and the show itself. And, and sometimes there are... There's a good reason to have a play that just go, keeps going, 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 building, building, building. Have any of you seen the play that goes wrong? No. In person? No. But we almost chose it because in two weeks, folks, Brian's going to be on assignment in, on, in New York City on Broadway. But we didn't choose that one, sorry. You fool. Apparently in... in he uh, told me not to, actually. <sighs> I did? Actually, your comment on my Facebook page was... Well, actually, that's that's going on everywhere. It's a great, funny show, oh, but, but you I can, catch, wait, you can catch it somewhere else than Broadway. Yeah. So I went, okay. okay. Oh. And it maybe I saw it in Detroit, and um, it spawned its own mini industry in, in Britain. Really? Yes. There's a TV show and everything. And don't sit down and um, binge watch the TV show, though, because the joke wears in that fourth or fifth episode. Peter Pan. You have to watch the Peter Pan episode. <laughs> And you have to watch the Christmas Carol episode. They're both. I could not breathe. Yeah. Because if, if you've ever done either of those shows, they are exactly true to this show <laughs> until it all goes wrong. wrong. And it goes wrong almost from the first, first the line. Mm-hmm. And so much so that you're laughing, gasping for breath by the inter- intermission. And it's like, where the heck do they go from here? And they go. And they go. Further, and we go further. Yeah, oh, now I'm but, sure what it got to. But so that that one is heavy on what I'd call pr- not so much even pratfalls, but gimmicks, which are oh yeah built into the stage because the things that go wrong are often pieces of the set falling off, <laughs> um, which is it noises off the set pretty much stays intact. Other than um, and and what's going spin. wrong is the actors' emotions and and everything. Right. But in the in the play that goes wrong, <laughs> it's the set. It's the behind-the-scenes people that are inf- in influencing what's happening on the stage, and the actors are trying to compensate for that. Uh, and noises everybody. off. It's, it's just trying to compensate for each other. Right, right. For those who actually have seen this 
the show. Snap, snap. Snap, snap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's for those who have seen the show. Now go and see it. So you understand what that reference is. Okay. Uh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but and, the, and those are, so the techniques with that, with, when it's an obvious thing that's built into the set, you know, the door has to fall here or something has to happen. Those can be even trickier. Oh, yes. And dangerous. And can dangerous. be dangerous. Dangerous, definitely. Um, because, you know, those kind of props, you've got to, they got to be set properly so that they work every time. Mm-hmm. And flying. I mean, that is, it takes time, rehearsal, and enough chutzpah to actually do the flying that they do in that show. In the play amazing. that goes wrong? In the yeah. plays that goes wrong. There's flying? There's flying. It's not Mary Peter Poppins Plan. kind of. Oh, the Peter Pan one. The Peter Pan. Oh, Peter but, Pan but even the other one, that there's, there's there's key elements to go flying. I wish somebody had told me not to go see it on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be around again okay. after everybody's gone. <laughs> go see it on Broadway then. No, 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 no. There, We've already got our two shows. There's a half hour Sorry, ticket. Yeah. You know, the half off ticket booth. Maybe it's. Well, I, I, we have something planned every night now. But it's very fun. What? We are going to see Macbeth though. Oh. The play, the Scottish play, with Daniel Craig. And Craig. what's your other uh, show? These two are going to cringe when I say it if they haven't already seen it on my Music Facebook Man. page. But um, Moulin Rouge. Oh, Moulin Rouge. Oh. Yeah, I thought and you were going to say Music Man, so it's like, oh my god. No, why I, would anyone I really, spend money on Broadway to go see the Music Man? Love the show, and just well, the only reason to go see that's Hugh Jackman's. Uh, but no, I, I'm waiting for him to do King Arthur in a revival of. Camelot, and then I'll go on Broadway or go to Broadway and see it. But no, Moulin Rouge, which I know we've discussed as the one of those jukebox musicals, and and uh, it was between that and Hades Town and Company. And I wanted to see Patti LuPone, uh, who was in Company. Uh, had Hades Town, I know, is already starting to tour, so I figure we're going to see it either as a Stranahan or up in Detroit. The reason why I ended up with the jukebox musical Moulin Rouge is because they took that theater. And they redid it to look like, uh, you know, the 1890s Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. And that to me is like, okay, I want to see this show where it was meant, where it was originally meant to be seen. Before we do it, and we're going to have two flashlights. Exactly. <laughs> two flashlights. That sounds like a pretty high budget production to me. <laughs> Are you going to donate those uh, flashlights, Mr. Yeoman? What, what about, about the batteries? batteries? <laughs> That's a problem with these things, folks. Nobody thinks about those things. The money, the <sighs> business, batteries. Back to the comedy, though. <laughs> Something else I want to I want to mention uh, is uplifting. <laughs> One of these days, Alice um, is. If you're doing some, sometimes comedy is again not slapstick. It's all in the character and in the words, and you, you've got to be. And I'm thinking of uh, Greater Tuna, the, the Tuna shows. When I, there are characters in that aren't overtly, obviously funny, but that doesn't mean that they're not. It just means that. Th- I know, I can't think where I want to go with this. Dale Arden swimsuit. <laughs> That's where you get to find where you can say five words, and people that know the show just go, yeah. But I mean, but, sorry about that. But don't be afraid if you think that 
this character isn't funny. Trust me, if you play the character, sometimes the straighter you play that character, uh, I'm thinking Petey Fisk. I am too. Uh, Petey Fisk, which is still my all-time favorite character because he's just so damn adorable and the whole bit. He's funny, but he's not because he's very serious about what he's doing. He's pathetic. The, well, I wouldn't say but, no, but I, I don't mean pathetic, but pathos. It, it, yes, yes. He exudes pathos. Yes, but don't be afraid of characters like that because there is a lot of comedy gold in those. Play it straight, and I'm telling you, the more into the character, the more straight you are playing it, the funnier the audience is. The audience is going to find that funny. I mean, it's not just. Am I? Yeah. No. 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 I just thinking fish have feelings. Fish have feelings too. <laughs> yeah. Very subtle. Expressing <laughs> them. Um, well, and, and using that whole the tuna things, I think that what's that's what makes those shows work is the characterizations. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm thinking it was our, our Snavely Didi's husband. That's um, the With the Christmas one, oh. basically, you know, he's he's the man's an alcoholic, and when you see his wife, you understand. I shouldn't say that. But you understand why? But but it's that kind of thing. We where, apologize where, to all. <laughs> but no, I mean, but there's 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 yeah. a, a certain again in that pathos sense of pathetic nature to him, yeah. um, in a sympathetic nature. Um, when we did uh, when we did that show up in Ipsy, I, I remember was it is it the second one? And again, here, folks, uh, if you haven't seen it, um, go see it. We'll go see it somewhere. But um, what's the one where he ends up actually going into the, the Christmas tuna? Christmas. Christmas tuna. I remember in that one when we did it up up there, and the other gentleman was playing R. Uh, when he got on that spaceship and took off, people applauded. People were like, "Oh, yay!" <laughs> yeah, and it's like, really? But oh, yeah, yeah because, the way he's built. Because comedy, I'm telling you, and it's and it goes back to. It, you gotta you take comedy as seriously as you do dramas. You gotta take the comedy serious. More so, uh, definitely. I mean, definitely to me, and I think we've all said it. Comedy is harder to do than drama, and, and that's what I think speaks to people need to understand as well that it's not. <clears throat> excuse me, it's just about a, a written joke. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many other aspects to it that even if your line's not funny to you it's all about delivery it's about how you how you look it's your costume it's it's every piece of it and it's where you fit into that into that uh to that subject matter and, and speaking of costuming and another technique in comedy courses the costumes in to a degree if we use again the tuna series as as an example i think customers have to be careful too because there's an inclination well this is a comedy i gotta make every costume funny Mm-hmm. Well, what may be right to make a, a showgirl outfit funny, as in uh, Tuna Vegas, yeah, um, doesn't mean that Bertha's outfit should be funny. Bertha is played straight. Bertha is played um, pantsuit. Pantsuit. It's just a man in a in a pantsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go full Milton Berle. For those of you old enough to remember Uncle Milty, um, oh? um, you know, or Harvey Corman, let's do Harvey Corman, which <laughs> oh, sadly is Mrs. probably Brown. Not, not even that much of a updated yeah, but, reference. Yeah. But, you know, oh, with yeah. the, the sagging breast and everything. It's like, um, Mama. And, and I'll be honest, when we did tuna, I, I would fight with the customers over my breast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like, these are Bertha's breasts they should i said boobs these are bertha's boobs they need to be perkier pearl's boobs sag because again the character and the age. mine were just sure. perfect you know just you, you but the costume you goldilocks uh, 
there was a tendency to customers. It's like we'll make them loose and floppy. It's like no, yeah. these you know these are real. She's got the characters like are real up. women. They yeah. gotta. They she gotta just be. went to Sears yeah. and she's coming back home. That's why I always liked Vera because I never saw her with press. <laughs> I always thought Vera she was fairly. Flat. Oh, she was flat. She, she was as flat as you could be. Well, and then when I saw a stage production of Greater Tuna with the original actors, um, Searles and shoot they Look were really good Skiles? they were very good but they weren't as fast as i thought no, oh my god no. and two did you see that in their Detroit costuming too? yeah their costuming yeah. was much lighter than what we had done mm-hmm. um they you know they didn't bother with fake breasts they just here they they did it and sometimes almost everything was a poncho really it was basically thrown throw it on, on top, throw it off yeah. and yeah. throw it down that's yeah. it but i think costuming can't be overlooked oh yeah as part of the comic but but but, but don't go out of your if if again if you're playing the comedy straight so to speak mm-hmm. make sure that the um, costuming reflects the real character not because oh I think it'll be funny here yeah this will get a laugh sometimes sometimes it's appropriate to get the laugh absolutely um, but, but don't still got to be true to the character exactly um, the showgirls mm-hmm. can come out with carrots where their nipples should be, <laughs> but Bertha can't right. Well, she tweeted. I've never done that Vegas one. I've never done, yeah. or Red, White, and Tuna. I don't think I've ever done that. Well, one. and this, this kind of brings up maybe something I don't know if we've talked about before or not. Um, maybe a bit controversial, audience. So hang on here. <gasps> Is it still inherently fun for a man to dress up as a woman on stage? Mm. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why? It's part of the theatrical tradition. Is it that, or is it just starts again, kind of reflecting back to? Episode 26, uh, or whichever last one was. 27 was the last oh. one. Um, is it because our social norm, norms say that you know, men don't wear dresses? Um, but I, I think I agree that there's something inherently funny. Because I'll tell you, I, someone like a Milton Berle or a Harvey Corman dressed up in a lady's outfit, I laugh. Mm-hmm. Roseanne Barr dressed up as a man, not so funny. I changed the channel. Somehow it doesn't work for me the other way. Could it be that because again, like Milton Berle, you you can't ever say that he looks like a woman. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. or, or there's no fooling around. It's Uncle you know, Milty is Uncle Milty, and I think that that's one of the things that they do is that they, you know, I, I, I it escapes me now, but I remember seeing another comedian in a dress, but he didn't shave his chest, so he had a chest hair coming out. Mm-hmm. It was obviously, you know, so it's not. Problematic is not the right word, but um, and speaking as someone who has been in, in a dress on stage, um, you know it it is. I mean, to me, I I laughed at myself mm-hmm. because again, I mean, you know, of course, after the show, I, this woman came up to me and she's like, "Oh, you, you were a convincing woman." I'm like, "Thanks." That was the first time I was in a dress, and she just looked at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> like no, <laughs> no, no. Seriously, ask I, your husband. I, oh, thanks. Ouch. ouch. But anyways, but you know, so uh, yeah. I but I do. I think yeah, it's. I think it's funny. Yeah. Who was it? Jason Williams and Joe Sears. Oh, mm-hmm. we combined for the original them. cast. We combined them. two two of the authors of the play as well. Yeah, I agree. But but you know, I'm, I've known some women with chest hair too, though. So oh yeah, my, so my great aunt Petunia, God rest her soul. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you. I'm kidding. I don't have it. <laughs> I lied. That was that was a joke. <laughs> ben Grimm's favorite aunt. <laughs> There's an oblique reference. Well, oblique. Okay, say that again in two years. But uh, yeah, mm. and maybe that's it because again, you know, they look like guys. 
Yeah. But but it, um, part of me also wonders if it's just a society where, you know, because women, women wear pants mm-hmm. more so now than they did, let's say, in the 50s or 60s um, or 40s, mm-hmm. you know, um, before Laura Petrie made <laughs> pantsuits so <laughs> popular in the Dick Van Dyke show, Mary Tyler Moore. Love you. Um, Miss you. But... But uh, but I, I think there's still that kind of a, it's almost a stigma. So, But yeah, I think that's the other thing is it's a difference between a comedic piece and, frankly, uh, the drag queens. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes, uh, they're going, sometimes they're going for a comedic look, but a lot of times, you know, they're on, at least from what I've seen, the little I've seen on RuPaul's Drag, drag Race. Race or whatever, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys... And I think in Las Vegas, I saw I, I saw a show as well. Um, those guys, it's like they, they look like women. Like, they look like women. So to me, it's like there's. Sure. I don't think there's a joke here. No, but they're not supposed to be for that. Right, they're doing that's something else their, entirely. Yeah, that's they are illusionists. Mm-hmm. There's the difference. Okay, drag mm-hmm. is for comedy. And if I'm wrong, please someone write us and let me know that I'm wrong. But the way I've always understood it, it was, if it was comedic effect, it's drag. And that can be lip syncing, it can be singing your own song, whatever. The others are illusionists who create the illusion of being an actual woman that you could not tell was a man under the costume and makeup. Right. And that was the difference between the two. As I understood it, if... Someone else, please write in and let us know. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, and it's kind of a non-tangent as well, but like I said, the show I saw, and I can't remember the name of the guy who originated the show, and he got in all sorts of trouble later anyway for something. Um, who's that? The link? Harvey Weinstein? No, Frank, somebody. Um, but, but he had started out basically doing a Joan Rivers impersonation. Oh! Uh-huh. No, I'm thinking of Waylon and Madam. Yeah, no. Well, then he... The puppet was the drag part. Was it? Uh, yeah. We always wondered. No, but... No, I, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm saying he never... It's a puppet. He, he, the puppet was different, I think. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah, that's... Puppets. That's, the, that's like Avenue Q before... Yeah. Avenue Q. So, it's so, a fuzzy so, so, again, that goes to the intent. So, if you watch, for example, Hairspray... Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, the lead, Frank Marino? Frank Marino, thank you. Um, but hairspray, the uh, uh, shoot. What's the name of the mother? Oh, uh, Edna. Um, Ed, Edna. 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 Was traditionally, all term. Yeah, it was always played by a man. Yeah, um, I, I played like, the role myself actually. Peter Pan. Did you? Yeah. Oh, great Peter Pan is oh, always that a looks woman. Like a, now that's another one of those roles. I wish I'm not big enough to play. What's that mean? I know. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I went, well, that was wrong, Brian. And Choose folks, your editing that's very comedy. well. <laughs> yeah, that's no. comedy, folks. Hey, when I came out of the miniskirt, that was a, that was a bold <laughs> statement for me. That, that is uh, one of those roles I would love to play. Well, and I'll tell you, term. this is another thing where the when we talk about the back and forth between the audience, I'm out there every night saying the line, my dream is to come out with my own line of queen-sized dresses. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I heard my niece, Caitlin, shout out to you, Caitlin, <laughs> who I know is listening. Hi, Caitlin. I heard her laugh one night at that line that I finally got it. Oh, queen size, because I'm a man dressed as a woman. <laughs> You're t- please uh, tell me, no. Dojo. No, I, I was that dense. I did not get the no, joke. 
I'm not I'm, saying that's dense. I just as, we all miss. We but, all miss sometimes. Uh, from sometimes. then from the next performance, sometimes. I was able to li- deliver the line properly, and it got a big laugh. Don't worry. But it took someone else to. We'll throw you out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not explain that reference. <laughs> um, but sometimes it takes that audience reaction to really kind of hone in. Because mm-hmm. frankly, again, to that show, I'm not sure the director quite caught it either. Right. Otherwise, I would have been delivering it with queen size. You know, I would have put the emphasis on the right words. Yeah. No, I and I, but I've done. I've been. I've done that with several comedies where there have been a line or two in the show that I didn't get, so I just delivered it the way I thought. And then, like you said, you hear a laugh or two, and then it's like you go, wait, wait, what? Oh, and then it clicks. And and I think that's a common complaint of actors, by the way, is they'll say, why aren't they getting the jokes? Well, again, because the audience is reading, seeing the play differently than you are in your head, Mm -hmm. and they're reacting to other things um, so, but what you can't do is change your performance dramatically because you said, well, if that's funny, they're really going to love this right. danger. Right. You got to be careful. I mean, it's one thing to hear a laughter and think, oh, that is a joke and I should be emphasizing it as such, mm-hmm. but not like, well, I'll make it even broader by not just emphasizing the word, but making sure that I'm doing the pose and the whole thing. I was always doing a pose anyway. <laughs> He's such a poser. <laughs> Reposer. He's savage. Reposer. Savage. I was in that role. But that's savage. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, so let's get, give me a sports metaphor, Ron. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I think we hit this one out of the park, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, if I, it, it, the ball probably landed in the alley where it hit a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bald, I can play Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> And I can't remember if you ever found Bob's joke. No. <laughs> Bob is the, the joke. joke. No. Oh. Oh. See, folks, there you, you go. Self-deprecating. <laughs> That's also common. I told you. I told you. It's this humiliating being he is. Allegedly, Bert Lahr sued somebody. He did. Uh, the guy who did he the won. voice of... Uh, who was, which voice was it? It was Linus, was it? wasn't it? One of the Hanna-Barbera characters. Right. It was. Well, no, it was post... The one I heard of was the post Snagglepuss, the lion, and for crispy critters. Oh wow, cool! Who, but he was also basically a kind of a takeoff on his cowardly lion. Cowardly lion, and um, there was another guy. It was both were named, hmm. but it was interesting. Back the serial wars back in 1964. Enjoy yourselves, folks. Look it up. Lawsuits. Still waiting on that box of fruit loops. Lawsuits are never funny. <laughs> I want to smell those fruit, fruit loops. I want to yes. smell those fruit loops. Love the smell of fruit loops in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that's folks, a citrus <laughs> burn. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, it looks like we're out of time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for listening to us. We appreciate each and every one of you as always. Uh, please be sure to check out Monroe Community Players on our Facebook page and our website, MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. More groupies fun at our MCP podcast page on Facebook. And please email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at Monroe Community Players at Yahoo.com. Be sure to let us know if it's okay to read your email on the podcast. Keep the emails clean, please. Uh, we are sensitive souls. And the art and business of community theater has been a production what? of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded 
high atop the Benish Building at the Monero Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the Groupies. This is the Green Room. See you there soon. And we're back. And we're back. Sorry, folks. Forgot we did not ask a question, so we, we can't uh, sign off quite yet. Here's the question for the day. What is your favorite comedy? Wasn't that worth waiting that for? Was it? <laughs> I, I just cut the ending to our show so you could come back on for that question. Yes. No buildup? Nothing? Do you want something else? What's your favorite comedic technique? Of all and who does it best? To discuss today, which was the worst joke? <laughs> Okay. And is there such a thing as a bad joke? Is there? No, oh, that's a good question. Is there such a thing as a bad joke? We'll change the question to that. This time, for real, we'll see you in the green room. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we go. Good. Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven.